everyone. I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome to another episode of Podway. Woo! So in this podcast, we discuss and talk about things related to musical theaters and plays. And in today's episode, we will be discussing Lizard Boy, the musical. Okay, so I see we're back to our subdued opposite natures, loving that. <laughs> and <laughs> I knew you were going to talk about it. I knew I it. wanted to talk about it last time when we yeah. talked about Next Normal, and I forgot because I had so many other things to say <laughs> about the musical. So I feel like it's my time to shine and mention it now. But Lizard Boy is an original musical telling the story of Trevor, who is an insecure young man with lizard scales, who is trying to navigate life and dating. When a supervillain named Siren targets him for his powers. He's forced to fight for his life and grow as a person. So we'll also mention a little bit of history about the musical. Not a whole lot. Very, very short section. The musical was written by Justin Huertas and premiered in 2015 in Seattle. It was inspired by X-Men, Spider-Man, and to my absolute shock, Spring Awakening. Um, We both have listened to Spring Awakening at the very least because we were supposed to do the uh an episode on it but I have to say I got none of that listening to and reading the plot of the musical like no Spring Awakening Spider-Man and like X-Men for sure but Spring Awakening not at all the musical was also performed in San Diego Silicon Valley Manchester in the UK and is currently playing at the Edinburgh Edinburgh Fringe Festival so I think we're actually encountering a lot of musicals that have been playing in a French mm. festival so like I had Ride a Cyclone which I've seen at the Edmonton Fringe Festival and now we have Lizard Boy which is playing at another so it probably is a fantastic way to see smaller scale musicals and I'm so excited for next year's Fringe Festival in Toronto. Mm-hmm. With that out of the way what is your background like with Lizard Boy? Well with the musical itself none and uh-huh. with the character, I think, I think, I'm not very sure that I've heard of it before, but it's not one of those mainstream superheroes. I don't so... think it's Killer Clo- uh, Croc. I think it's like an original Ooh. one. It's probably inspired by Killer uh, Croc. Oh, so he's yeah. not like the lizard. Oh, that's why it's called Lizard Boy and not exactly. like Lizard Man or something. Okay, then no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but it is inspired. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that I have no idea. I mean, with X-Men, I don't know all that much already. I think the only person or like the only member from X-Men that I actually sort of know about was uh, Wolverine. And that was it because of the movie, obviously. Mm. So no, and no, not the musical, not the character. And if this is totally original, then yeah, no, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Not very familiar with that part. So how did you learn about it? Is it just the usual way? I think you told me about it. Okay. So yes, the usual way. (laughs) (laughs) Are you surprised at this point? I'm not. With this case, I literally had no idea about this musical either until I did research. So I think the same time that I found out about Ride a Cyclone, maybe around a year ago, is uh, the time that I found out about Lizard Boy. Um, So it's just me going through online sources, finding out what some smaller scale musicals will be interesting to cover. A little bit of a break from the usual like big ticket items that we cover. We're both really interested in finding out something that's a little bit less mainstream, especially since... 
I don't know about you, but recently, and especially with all the new Broadway musicals that are coming our way, they tend to be based on an already existing franchise, or they tend to have like some kind of sequel or something related to that. There are no risks and not very many original shows Mm -hmm. anymore. So I am really curious to tap into like a market that has some originality to it because it worked out for us well in the past, for example, with my cyclone. This is pretty much when I found out about it. I've seen that uh, quite a lot of people like it online. At this time in the year, both Claire and I were already like very much within our superhero mindset I am still like okay with it Claire a little bit uh grew tired of it (laughs) I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more later because it's a very superhero themed show Mm -hmm. I pitched it and after several months it finally came through (laughs) yes yes but apart from the show itself we are operating without seeing any of it because we have no access to watching the French festival in the UK. And uh, we didn't watch it when it was in the US. So if I'm not mistaken, actually, I was really sad that I missed it. There was a virtual screening of it when they did their show in Silicon Valley, which I believe was in 2021. So we definitely missed it. We missed the window and they don't have any other records of it besides that you can pay for or whatever. So we are operating based on the Wikipedia page alone. Maybe (laughs) a little bit of what other people are saying, but almost everybody that I've seen never watched it. Like if they have more familiarity with it rather than just a cast album it's based on like an audio recording that is to say we have no long summary this time (laughs) because Mm. it will just be a lift uh directly from the wikipedia article and that's not how we roll so we both have access to only the cast recording which is on spotify and on youtube i believe and um the wikipedia article so let's go I think for this, because of the lack of long summary, we will go through our original method, which is essentially discussing it song by song, unless you have something to say about like the characters specifically, or maybe about the story as it is on the Wikipedia article. Hmm. 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 To be very, very honest, hmm. I don't have a whole lot to say for, let's say like individual songs. Uh-huh. So maybe we can start by the character and the story, and then we can move on to the song. Sure. So in terms of the characters, there are actually only three characters three. for the entirety of the show, which is great. I think when you have that, you have a lot of potential to have an in-depth idea of what the characters are about and what they feel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That would probably be great if we could see it, but Mm -hmm. this is where the struggle is at. So let's start with Trevor. I think Trevor is pretty much like the everyday protagonist, right? He's like a young man. He's very unsure of himself, very insecure. He's just trying to dip his feet into like dating or making friends. And Mm -hmm. suddenly he's confronted by like life and death situation. Um, So it's probably something that could be explored in a very relatable uh, way to a lot of teens or a lot of people who are young um, or they feel like hideous let's say because they have low self-esteem or like they don't like the way they look and this is not what they see other people look like and they don't feel like they fit in in society for one reason or another it's very much a classic comic book and superhero storyline with him I think do you think do we get to know how old is he he is at least over 18 if you downloaded a grinder, I'm guessing. I guess. But he gave me very much like a teenager vibe. 
I don't he know did. if that's the same, right? He really did. There is no way he's a teenager, in my opinion. I think he might be. Actually, there is, because teenager is still like 18 is a teenager, 19 is a teenager. So maybe I'd give him top 22, like no okay. more than that, I think. Yeah, I think so. He definitely seems like a younger side of, uh, I guess, not things, but like people. Oh, wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. He's not. He must be more than that. He must be at what? least 24. Oh, because there's the, the exactly, 20 years ago. Exactly, exactly. So he was in kindergarten at the time. Okay, so uh, background. Like 25? He probably is around 24, 25. So um, 20 years ago, the reason why he has lizard scales is because in kindergarten, um, there was an attack of dragon and there were six kids outside in recess who weren't evacuated indoors at a time. And he's one of those six kids. And this is kind of like the fatal portion for the dragon so the dragon was slayed right in front of his kindergarten class in recess and the dragon's blood scattered all over the kids and Mm -hmm. the kids developed superpowers as a result so that happened 20 years ago and the story takes place at the uh, citywide celebration that they had to commemorate the event so he's probably around like 25 26 no no 26 Mm -hmm. is already grade one so 25 25 yeah Yeah. okay five I mean, late bloomer, right? Hmm. He definitely seems like a younger person, but because he isolated himself so much, he probably had maybe a little bit of a social development delays. He didn't have as many friends, for example. He was standoffish more. So all these milestones happen a little bit later for him, which is fine. This, I think, probably captures a lot of people's experiences if they didn't, for example, um, if they weren't so social in high school or middle school, let's say. Hmm. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He just seems more like <laughs> I agree. I agree. Definitely give me more of a teenager vibe um, than like somebody who's in their mid-20s, you know? I agree with that 100%. But I also think that people like that exist. And I actually know quite a few. So it's it's nice that they get a representation as well. Mm-hmm. The character itself definitely reads a lot younger not only because of the things that he's going through but also his voice sounds more of a younger teenager sort of uh voice Mm -hmm. but um yeah so that is to say I guess he's 24 25 okay okay yeah so did you find the character of Trevor compelling I did think he was very much stuck you know how people usually like the main character the least because yeah. they're kind of like the most predictable one. Uh huh. This is pretty much divine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate to say, but really, it was. I was having a hard time trying to like him because oh, to that extent, I thought it was just like milk toast. It wasn't very interesting. To I me, mean, but... it's not like I hate him. You know, I just okay. don't find him all that interesting. Yes. Is all, mm-hmm. and I think part of that reason is probably because, um, kind of like what you mentioned, we do have a lot of like superhero stuff for like the past decade, and especially for the last couple of years, it's just literally the mainstream media. Um, it's all about superheroes and their origin of stories and their abilities stuff like that so you know like once you have a lot of things or a contest to compare it with um Trevor's story just wasn't that interesting to begin with kind of right um and I probably have like a different expectation because you keep hearing the same things same thing over and over again like and at some point you feel like 
I mean, obviously not all superheroes are the same, but a lot of the things that they struggle with, I guess, it's like sort of repetitive after a while. So I just couldn't see Trevor as somebody who's like really all that like new and interesting and exciting Mm -hmm. um, per se. I think he's still fine though, but his first song makes me feel like he's a very pathetic person. Really like very pathetic. whiny and stuff. I just feel like he's because I can already envision him like singing this in his room alone or something and just complaining about life, how life is really shitty because of his appearance and the fact that he has like lizard skins and stuff, which is okay, but it's just it kind of gives me dear Evan Hansen vibe to be honest. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from for sure. It also definitely gives me Spider-Man vibes though, because mm-hmm. he's very isolated. He's a young person. He Social isolation can do a big number on you. And I think that's probably where it stems from. Even being, less, let's say, like not conventionally attractive in a society can be very difficult for a person to go about and living his life. So I feel like there is, at least in my mind, there is room for his complaints. It does, it can definitely read a little bit whiny. I agree with that. And the way that the musical opens, I think is probably my least favorite moment that we go through just because it does seem not great. But the context of it is very different because the context of it is he's going through heartbreak, right? Mm-hmm. and we don't really get the context for that when listening to it so I really disliked the opening when I was just listening to it and then mm-hmm. when I read the plot I was like oh, okay I I dislike it a little bit less it's still my least favorite part of it right yeah I also agree with you that there is a huge saturation of superhero anything narratives in terms of like obviously films or TV shows or anything within the social media and popular media landscape. So what would be most interesting wouldn't be necessarily an origin story. It would be maybe the second film in the franchise or your third film in the franchise where you already have a good familiarity with a superhero and who they are and what are they about and that's when you get more attached to them so for example with the spider-man trilogy that um was released i think they did a smart thing by not showing peter's origin story another time we got three of those already so we don't need an additional (laughs) one and they plopped us right in the middle of him already being spider-man already um doing the right things and that is something that i'd love to see more films Mm -hmm. doing because you have a lot more room to be original because superheroes is a franchise and every franchise has very specific character beats and tropes that you expect the characters to go through and that's why it can be very boring and they still are plenty of origin stories for any new superhero they're putting out in phase four phase three whatever so i completely get that in this Mm -hmm. case i don't mind it too too much i really like that it's original like i give it a lot of credit in my opinion for being an original thing which is not something we see so much i think it follows the genre tropes very very well but that is to say because it follows it very well and we're both very familiar with it trevor is my least favorite in here but he's still well done within within reason Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think he makes sense but it's just he didn't stand out yes. to me yeah so which is surprising out of three characters <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know which one is worse like you either have somebody who you absolutely hate or you have a protagonist that you don't feel too strongly about right like would 
I don't know, like maybe as a creator, would either one of that is more preferable <laughs> over the others? I have no idea. Because to me, I think it would be more uh, memorable to have somebody at least that you know you for sure hate and maybe they demonstrate some strong um, qualities that you absolutely just don't agree with versus somebody that's just kind of there, you know? And I think this is, uh, this is maybe being a little bit more critical, but I just feel like at this point, I know you're not done with the superhero franchise yet, but I'm pretty fed up with like all the superhero origin uh, stories. Yeah. So I agree with you. I feel like if they just kind of went into it and um, in, in this case, like it probably did a pretty good job, but it just, I don't know if they do a little bit more with like how he's interacting, like using his power and stuff that I think it will be more interesting than having to like struggle and find out who they are. Even though mm-hmm. I feel like that is such a common theme in superhero stories, but just getting a little bit um, repetitive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I completely agree. I think they did something interesting here. So he was still already outcast as a person because of his appearance, but he didn't know about his superheroes and he didn't have like the call to uh, of the hero to like help out the community or whatnot and to the very last portion of the musical he still didn't have that like he kind of got his superhero powers at the last minute and he only decided to do good in the very last moment of it according to what they say so after he fights off siren to essentially be able to be free and not either have to die because she wants his powers or have to potentially die because he's helping her fight the dragon the dragons arrive at the last moment and he siren and uh his boyfriend carrie they're all sitting or standing next to each other and about to fight off the dragon mm-hmm. in the way that it looks so there is the superhero portion of it that is an origin story but he already had some of it done to him because of his appearance so it's kind of like a mix of the two so yeah let's talk about Carrie Carrie mm. is also kind of boring in my opinion <laughs> um, yeah. I think Siren is the only one who is a little bit more compelling and we don't know much about her but Carrie is a little bit boring I think he is also a very classic love interest like he's pretty much the damsel in distress right because he gets kidnapped, like pretty much all the damsels do. And Trevor has to go and save him, right? Yeah. And the other thing that I have to say about Carrie is that he just feels like he's very two-dimensional. Yeah. He's very like device-like. Um, You don't really get to know why there's this trust and chemistry between them. It's kind of like out of nowhere for me. Yeah. And the storyline sort of follows where maybe when Carrie or uh, Trevor, one of them is like upset with the other person and then they make up and then something happens and then they make up again mm-hmm. and it's um, all right. Okay. I get it. But I don't know if I should take this as like a superhero story or as a romantic story. Cause if it's a superhero story, usually romance is kind of like, um, you know, like the spice to it. Like to spice yeah. things. Yeah. Like to spice things up, to make it more interesting, to like establish the meaningful a relationship that is maybe central or important to the protagonist but then here we sort of don't understand why Carrie means so much to Trevor at least I don't get it like I, by reading the Wikipedia page I get it like oh maybe he accepts him for who he is blah 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 but then first of all they literally just met online and second of all 
I have no idea why he was all of a sudden so devoted and committed to to Trevor and this person that he just literally just met. And I also find a part where um, <laughs> and in Wikipedia it says, desperate for him to stay, Carrie improvises a song, is able to convince Trevor to come back to his apartment. And like, who does that in real life? <laughs> who will be like, okay, you know what? This date is not for me. I'm going to get out of here. And then all of a sudden your date is like, oh, can I play you a song? And you go like, okay. And then you decide to stay after that. And the song wasn't even very good anyways. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just thought it was so unrealistic and it feels really, really forced. And beside his connection with Trevor, you don't really learn anything about Carrie really as a person. Yeah. So like where he has been, who, what kind of personality he has, like what he wants to do, like his goal, you get pretty much none of that. And he's pretty much just there either to support Trevor or to push him into some sort of action because he needs to go somewhere to save him or he needs to blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, so to me, Carrie um, is a very boring character because mm-hmm. there isn't really a lot of death or information about him that would like kind of trigger my interest about him as a person he is rather just there he's just there and you don't really know anything he's yeah. literally the classical damsel like if you look at all the love interests yeah. that superheroes have a lot of them are very one-dimensional and a lot of them we don't know much about like in terms of their lives in terms of who they are as people we just mainly know that the superhero the protagonist is in love with them mm-hmm. and that they're willing to sacrifice everything in order to make sure that they're safe mm-hmm. and this is pretty much exactly what happens with Carrie in this case I think the reason why he's saving him is because he knows that if you would if you were to die he would die because of him because Siren targets him specifically because she's seen them together and she sees they have something between them so I'm assuming he doesn't want that on his conscience Mm -hmm. so that could be the reason why everything is triggered but I do agree that maybe it will also go further than that because of like maybe a trauma bond going through something like that it is very traumatic and when you have somebody else who is legitimately understanding what you're going through I'm sure it's something that will strengthen their bond in a way does it have to be a healthy strengthening not necessarily Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but there are several factors that could work together as to why they would make sense in the end but also like I don't know how this works like grinder but maybe he doesn't get many hits on his profile because he probably has a picture or whatever and he's one of the few people who were willing to overlook that and that's why it's so like new and exciting for Trevor but if that's the case why is he why why is he plagued with so many like self-doubts and second thoughts about whether Trevor is into him or not you know Mm -hmm. so it could be because like a very entrenched feelings of hesitation and feeling vulnerable and not having self-confidence and that's just coming to light as soon as he feels any sort of stress but I don't know something about them feels very textbook example it it does it does and honestly if that is the basis and the foundation of their relationship I feel like it's a rather really weak one because it's almost like oh you're the only person who like really accepts me for who I am 
and now like what if things don't work out you know I feel like Carrie maybe is like Bonnie but like oh no now I'm like the only person you can lean on to and you don't have like any other support system like that is troubling and worrying but anyways maybe I'm reading into this too much I just don't feel like the two of them has um a strong enough foundation or chemistry that makes me want to believe that they're a good partner for each other Mm -hmm. and yeah the whole thing just sounds really scripted and enforced so it doesn't feel natural like you need to at least have some sort of build up right like something that really bonds them together but then you don't really have that and kind of just jump right into oh they're so important to me but you don't really know why Mm -hmm. yeah for sure that's completely fair criticism I wonder if you think that Siren Mm -hmm. is going to become like a frenemy maybe or even a friend part of their group now that they all have to fight together for a common cause um maybe but honestly I don't really get what the if I'm Siren I'm going to be so pissed at them to be honest (laughs) I'm spending all this energy trying to tell you something and asking for your help even though I still find her motivation about oh I want to kill you if you don't want to help me rather really forced and scripted as well because why would you be spending energy to kill somebody just because they won't help you no it's because she will get his powers yeah 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 Yeah, sure sure but (laughs) I don't (laughs) know it's just like you know, if you feel like an enemy is going to, coming to attack you, right? Um, and it's literally just right at your doorstep. Why would you be spending time to trying to like, cl- I don't know, like risk of being killed or being harmed to trying to acquire more power rather than coming up with an actual strategy to like fight this thing on your own? Like maybe that's something that just doesn't make sense to me. I think this is a strategy. Acquire more power so you will sure. be able to fight it on your own. I don't know. It's a, it's a very risky strategy. Though. It is risky. It is risky. No doubt about that. Um, but I think she probably believes in her. I mean, she has killed four other people. So she has a combined power of four kids or four superheroes against one first of all and against one that is not even aware that he has powers just he's Mm -hmm. aware of his appearance obviously so for her it's probably a lot less risky than it seems to us okay I guess yeah that being said she's still a serial killer (laughs) so that's true (laughs) that is uh that is interesting that is very very interesting I'm actually really glad that they at least made the dragon appear at the end of this thing. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise it would have been for nothing. And yeah. it will leave me with uh, even more empty heart and empty mind than when I came into it. Because it'd be like, what was that all for? Because mm-hmm. um, we don't see the threat, right? But yeah. at the same time, I do feel like maybe they could talk about a little bit more about how the dragon is actually being very threatening because all we know about the dragon and how that would be a really big threat to the humanity or just to the people in this town, whatever, is literally just because Siren says so. So, mm. I mean, we do know like, okay, before this yeah. happened, that happened, but... Maybe it's because that is a cast album I can't really 
I think picture so. it. Yeah, it, it just feels a little bit lacking that part. It doesn't feel like an actual threat. Yeah, I definitely think that if we were able to see it, we would probably have very different opinions. I'm trying to give it as much benefit of the doubt as I can based on the information that we do know of the plot. And I think based on the song Recess and maybe any other, what is it called? Like flashbacks we would be getting. Mm -hmm. We would understand the level of threats. And we also would understand, for example, the musical deals a lot with trauma, a lot with alienation and self-doubt and stuff like that. And these Siren and Trevor is different ways to deal with the trauma you've acquired through a terrible experiences one way is to try to be proactive about it the other way is try to be very um in a destructive way of course and then the other way is to say self-isolate and just think into yourself be riddled with a lot of negative emotions due to it let it affect your entire life Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of interesting themes potentially to the musical. I think what would be really interesting is if we saw Trevor changing his mind about helping her. So I thought it was really, really unrealistic how he just got his powers and he was able mm-hmm. to defeat Siren, who has five superhero, cumulative five superhero <laughs> powers within her and a lot of experiences because she had to fight Becky. presumably. This is the exact same question and and problem that I have with like Doctor Strange too. Yeah, well, Doctor Strange. When America Punch won that, listen. I had the exact same thought. But like, what the fuck? You just all of a sudden discover how you're gonna use your power. And you're good at it and you can defeat Wanda? What the fuck? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. That definitely bothered me. It bothers me here. I think it's really mm-hmm. unrealistic that he just got his powers and he was able to defeat her. And I don't even see any flaws within within her character based on the plot itself. Like, I don't see that her fatal flaw, for example, is being especially cocky and arrogant. And she underestimated Trevor, for example. That didn't read to me like this. So I don't see a reason why he was able to overpower her based on strength alone. Because he didn't have any clever plan attached to it. Mm-hmm. To defeating her. It's just like, oh, level unlocked and new powers like came to be. And that's how it all went down. So how did he get the most amount of blood? Did it, the majority of the blood splash on him? So he had <laughs> the most dragon power in comparison to the rest of the five kids? I don't get no it, idea. you know? no idea um yeah yeah it's really strange so that is the main concern that I had what I would have liked is maybe while they were fighting they would see the dragons coming towards them and that would prompt Trevor to change his mind and say like actually I understand this is risky you weren't just like talking out of anxiety you weren't just like exaggerating that the dragons are going to attack the dragons are actually going to attack let's team together I'll help you defeat them that's what I would have liked to see Mm. Um, because there's no way in my opinion unless he has a, a plan that allows him to overpower her based on his wits or any right. wisdom that he acquired that he'd be able to do that right that's a really good point and I think it would also serve as a really good um character development yes exactly. for Trevor exactly. it, it will show his quality about like you know willing to admit to his mistake and willing to actually um like um, not just admit to it, but like actually do something about it to try and improve the situation. It will tell you a little bit more about Trevor that is more likable quality, I'll say. Yes. So that is such a good idea. I wish that they go with that. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We can pitch, <laughs> we can pitch ideas to them. <laughs> if you're willing, we're, you can contact us. We will be happy to discuss anything with you. You can get our idea, no problem. You can fly us to Edinburgh and uh, we'll all like talk about it. Yeah, so I think this is pretty much my biggest criticism of the musical plot-wise. The mm-hmm. fact that it's very uh, textbook story for superhero stuff that's okay like I am okay with cliches to an extent I don't mind this um but the ending I thought was very unrealistic and contrived and I think Mm -hmm. there is an easy fix to it that could make it a lot better that's fair okay um did you have anything to say about like siren is particular i think siren being the super villain usually super villains were the most complex she was the most interesting to me but you don't know much about her like i'm assuming she's operating based on trauma that she acquired i'm assuming she had a very difficult life as a result of the dragon attack and she had to go through a lot of things and that's why she's acting the way she is mm-hmm. but yeah I-, I wish we also knew a little bit more about her vulnerabilities maybe we would learn about her vulnerabilities as part of the myth to live by song where they kind of like share all the stuff that they're talking about plot wise and cast recording wise I missed it and I I would like to see it yeah that's a good point I also feel like she deserves a more personal and more emotional solo for herself because that could really shine her um, personality a lot and we get to learn a little bit more about her as well like maybe she doesn't want to do it like maybe she was um, the first murder was like an accident or something and then she all of a sudden realized that she could take powers like that and then blah 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 like there's a lot of room to work with and there's a lot of things that could be explored So I definitely think that she deserves something like that just for herself because um, I do like her song, like A Terrible Right. And I guess Yeah, it's my favorite too. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's everybody's favorite. I saw on Spotify how many people listen to each uh, song within the cast album Mm -hmm. and hers is the only one that broke a million views and hers was the most popular by far compared to anything else like pretty much any other song I think the most it got to was in the hundred thousands Mm -hmm. and hers was a million so I think it's a similar case to like the ballad of Jane Doe which is definitely the most famous song within Ride a Cyclone so it's probably something similar right 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 that makes sense Um, it's a good song though it's a really good song I really enjoyed it it's definitely by far my favorite there are a few that are good in my opinion but this one and in fact any song that she's in those tend to be the best from Mm -hmm. uh, from memory so with that being said do you want to talk about the music a little bit let's do that so what were your overall impressions with the songs that I don't like them very much yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of them sounds a little bit repetitive I don't know they sort of like give me similar vibes probably yeah I would say a terrible ride is something that really like go wow um that is something different and I start really paying attention to maybe the lyrics and stuff um but other than that like I've been pretty much just listening and not really paying too much attention um, right. until that song and after that I do feel like they have a lot of um songs that kind of serve similar purpose so for example when we have a myth to live by I thought that I was like more important and significant bigger 
character development moment for Trevor mm-hmm. but then you don't really have that and you're sort of like going back to you know how they have to break up and not not maybe not break up but like they had this misunderstanding have to make up blah 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 and then you have lizard boy which assumingly was another kind of a bigger moment for Trevor yeah but that one is already very close to the end so for me it was hard to pinpoint what was the character development climax song you know how like you always have that song when they like kind of break out of it or when they like discover who they are and they have that one song that sort of like symbolizes their development and growth as a person I just can't quite pinpoint like which one of the songs would be that D song (laughs) for this musical so that was a little bit difficult for me and I do feel like um especially if it's a super hero hero themed musical you really need to make that one song stand out um and the fact that I wasn't able to say which song for sure was that was telling me something that probably isn't too right about the musical Mm -hmm. and the other thing is I would like to see a little bit more about like solos per se so they do have a lot of songs when they kind of just sing together and that is great and especially when you only have I guess three people in the entire cast you would have a lot of duets or um like kind of like the sing-along together numbers for sure but at the same time I do would like to appreciate like maybe some of the solos um from either Trevor Carey or Siren would be great because yeah. we don't really get to know what they're thinking we just these songs are served more at the purpose of telling you what is happening rather than like exploring their minds per se so I would really like to see more of that and we do have solos for maybe the first couple songs in the in the musical numbers but after that not really um so I feel like they can definitely use more of that yeah for sure especially with Carrie Mm because both Trevor and Siren have a good amount of solos. Carrie technically I guess has Carrie's song but it's really not about himself it's about the plot like you mentioned so he is the one that requires most attention in the solos department currently just even understanding what's the attraction to Trevor like developing the love component because it's kind of like part of romantic comedy or romantic movie or romance or in part superhero usually in superhero movies the romance subplot is a pretty big deal of it a big portion of it but in here it seems even more so having an idea about the romance component would be great from uh carrie's perspective for the big number i do think it was for me pretty understandable that lizard boy is the big number because it's the one we open with and then it's echoed like back in the climax i suppose of the musical so i thought it was pretty clear in my mind okay Uh, i could be wrong again because we never neither of us have ever seen the show so Mm -hmm. it's possible that i have no idea what i'm talking about but that's at least what i understood after maybe a couple of listen throughs because like you i also had a little bit of an issue with the music specifically the first few songs until a terrible ride i thought they were like okay i guess they're gonna like light-hearted songs that Mm -hmm. are just easy to listen to and don't necessarily carry a whole lot of emotional baggage with them nothing that propelled me to pay attention Mm -hmm. to what is going on until this one very much like you did and then after that one I think 
the songs started getting better. There are only maybe three or so songs that I found myself really enjoying. So like A Terrible Ride is by far my favorite. Myth to Live By, I really like. There was one line from it that I remembered, I think, on the first listen through. And it's, you're doing too little and too big of a city. And I thought that's such a meaningful line. Um, because I think a lot of people within our age, like young professionals or people who are in their 20s, would feel very similar emotions if they live in a big city. They see everybody else doing so many things and being so successful. And then you inevitably compare yourself. So for me, I thought it was a great line and I really appreciate it. I really okay. also liked Lizard Boy, I think, as a, as a song. It was pretty good. Okay, that's good. What do you but, think yeah. about the finale? It's right. <laughs> it's better than the opening. Mm-hmm. It's better than the opening, but it didn't leave as much of an impression as some of the other songs. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I also agree um, that is better than the opening. I feel like maybe that was the intention of the musical to end at this very critical moment, though. But I do feel like that's it, you know? Yeah, and, and I sort of wish that there was at least like maybe resolve the the challenge or the issue and then overcome it. That would come probably complete like a very typical hero arc or hero story as a first. Um, well, I was gonna say first movie, but it's not movie. But like <laughs> you know, like the first. Um, what do you call it? Like I guess I'll just say movie then. Probably Marvel. Um, the first story of the hero. You know, mm-hmm. when you just introduced a hero. Yeah. So I do feel like it's an interesting choice that I decided to leave it there. Um, I get it though that they don't. They they probably just don't want to spend any more time like on killing fighting and stuff like the that. way i but, envisioned it yeah. actually is the final scene is them striking a very intentional avengers like pose with all three of them <laughs> and that's kind of like to show that there's been a huge change in trevor's character and he's willing to fight and it's kind of like a shortcut where they don't have to say anything and just by the pose alone and maybe uplifting like music in the background mm-hmm. it's very clear what's going to happen they could totally do that and i'll be oh, completely okay satisfied. i can do that i can live with that that's yeah. a good ending Okay, I obviously lack imagination, probably because I, <laughs> I, I think you've been repressing on Wikipedia. I think you've been like, repressing oh. anything superhero related. It's not you. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you had too much, and this is kind of like a breaking point. You didn't want to spare any more time imagining things that you've seen millions of times before. I was just like, all right, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I think out of the rest of the story, I like the finale the most because it does show that he's willing to fight for stuff, mm-hmm. which is something that has been missing within his character. I wish he'd have done it before and it was more of a clear-cut choice and maybe accompanied by a song that commemorates the event. But if the way that I envision it comes out to be that way, like in actuality, I, I would still be satisfied. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why I like the finale so much is because I was missing any sort of intentionality on Trevor's part to make an action or to do something <laughs> <laughs> in general. Just do something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, don't just be placated by saving Carrie. I really disliked the portion when he was able to overpower Siren. I thought it was really unrealistic, but like, yeah. 
at least she's doing something. At least she's proactive. At least she's trying to save the all of humanity and Earth. You know, That's what are you true. doing? Sitting on your ass? Like what? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty okay finale in my opinion. What were your top songs? Except for A Terrible Ride, did you have anything else that you liked Ooh. compared to anything else? Nazi. Not really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I think I went through the entire album twice. Okay. And really, other, um, not other names, sorry. Like, after Myth to Live By, I just don't find them, like, memorable right. all too much. Um, so they all sort of sounded the same to me. Obviously, they don't sound the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just trying to say that it didn't leave a very strong impression. That's true. Yeah. I think it took me longer than two times to be able to understand like the nuances in the songs a little bit more. There are mm-hmm. songs I preferred and songs I didn't necessarily like that much. For example, I think the moment with the ukulele, the speaking between him and Carrie could be sweet. I'm not that partial to a ukulele, so I didn't enjoy it all that much, but it sounds very whimsical. It can be, it reads more friends than romance to me, but I see where they're trying to go with it. And even though it didn't speak to me, it's still something that I appreciate as, um, as changes, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I just am very partial to anything that involves Siren because she is the only one who bothered to do anything. Yes. Yes. She's the only one that feels like an agency, you know, exactly. Wow. Okay. Busting out the literature awards. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna start storing words in there. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It reminds me a lot of other contemporary musicals. And I prefer musicals with big orchestrations or something that involves maybe more genres, stuff like that. There's still few good songs that I did enjoy, even on first listenship. But for the other songs, there are some that I severely disliked, like the opening mm-hmm. upon first listening to it. And the other one, it took me more time to be okay plus about, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's completely fair. Completely fair. I remember the first time I listened to the opening song and I was like, oh, wow. That three minutes just flew by and like nothing left And like it didn't leave an impression in my mind. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was about and how it sounded like. So I had to go back to listen to it again and again. I think it was like the <laughs> third or fourth try that I finally be like, okay, that's the opening song. That's how it sounds like. <laughs> no, that's totally me. It's like existential almost. Oh, I feel bad. Yeah. No, I mean, same. But we see a lot of things that I think are constructive like I don't think we're mm-hmm. we're being mean to the musical or anything we're just like mm-hmm. say stuff <laughs> we just like to say stuff exactly <laughs> yep so it's just I guess for you a terrible ride and myth to live by and nothing else mm-hmm. yeah okay did you dislike the songs except for the opening dislike the songs mm, good question I feel like I also really didn't like Carrie's songs mm, yeah Yeah, I, I feel like it was really out of nowhere. It didn't do anything. Like I said, I find the plot line of having to sing him the song so he will stay like really ridiculous. <laughs> so I already didn't like the song to serve that purpose, which is a very unrealistic purpose. And then the fact that it didn't sound very nice also um, contributed to just me not liking it. 
So I would say that is probably oh the wow song was something、oh. that I didn't enjoy very much as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it all that much. I hundred percent agree with you about Carrie's song, and I think it could be made a lot better if he just conveyed the content of the song through、mm-hmm. words. So the reason why we're thinking we're thinking he sang the song to him is because it says so in the plot. But、mm-hmm. if it's not understood in the context of the musical itself, when you see it live, that it's different, as in it's diegetically done within the musical, the song, then、mm-hmm. I think it will be fine. If it's Understood as spoken, he's just like isolating himself, and he's trying to coax him out by speaking to him. Totally acceptable. I think that's better. It will make Carrie seem like a nor- more human, normal human being. Okay, so I think we are done.、Um, wow. Oh, actually, <laughs> one small thing that I had to ask you. Yeah, sure. Is do you think your hmm. Your feelings about the oversaturated market of superhero anything contributed to you liking it less or being more lukewarm about it? Do you think if any other superhero movie that、um, musical that we covered, you'd be more okay with it if it was maybe better done in your opinion, or do you think it had a lot to do with it? Um, I do think it has a lot to do with it. To be honest, okay. If it's another superhero that we know about, for example, then you sort of already. Um, know the character, right? But then for something that is original, which I really have respect for. But the thing with original work or original hero is that you have to really stand out. Like you have to be sort of like extra interesting because if you kind of just feel like you're copying like what is already been done, then why would I bother to let's say pay attention to this superhero?、Uh, this superhero, oh my god, can't speak. Versus <laughs> somebody that I already know or that I already have knowledge about. So I think it definitely was like okay. I was thinking to myself, all right, this is just like another superhero theme thing, and that's the what they can do, you know. And、uh, yeah, so I think it definitely <laughs> probably has something to do with me not liking it as much. But I don't know. Like in general, even though I said that I'm really fed up with、uh, Marvel and superhero stuff in general, I still pay attention to them. Like if there's a new show, let's say Marvel's new show, a、uh, new show about so and so, I still know that is coming up, or like at least know what it. Will be about right, so I still pay attention to those. It's not like I completely lose interest in superhero things.、Um, I just feel like it's a very saturated market, like you said, and also like the creativity is kind of starting to run dry. So that's sort of like my problem with it. It's not like I don't want to see any superheroes. I just need need to see something that is new and creative and interesting.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the fact that it came out in two thousand fifteen, the superhero.、Mm-hmm. Uh, media was not even at its peak. It probably came out in a very topical time for everything to be made about music about、uh, superheroes. So、mm-hmm. maybe that's another reason why it had a lot of popularity, and maybe why it was more textbook rather than something that pushes the envelope a little bit by today's standards.、Mm-hmm. I am really curious when we cover Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark, which is a superhero. Musical that is based on a superhero that we know of. How you'd react? It is、we、very famously horrible. Oh <laughs> really? Oh no! Not to bias your thinking, but it already also, biased my thinking, man. It's also、okay. the most expensive musical ever produced. 
Wow. Okay. So I'm really curious to see how that goes. And now comparing to the only other superhero musical that we ever covered, which is Holy Musical Batman, which is uh, a parody musical. Mm -hmm. How do you think they compare to each other? Do you think one compares a lot more positively compared to something else? Do you like the fact that one of them is a parody while the other one is played straight? What is your what is your thoughts? Um, Okay, good question. I feel like for Holy, uh, what was it? Holy Batman. Wait, what? No. Holy Musical Batman. <laughs> Holy Musical Batman. <laughs> it was a little bit different because you know the characters already. I think I still prefer that one just mm-hmm. because that, for example, it explores another side of characters like Superman or something, you know? Like that was like an interesting twist or addition to the characters that you sort of already know about. Um, so for me, that is something new that would spark my interest and be like, oh, that is something that I haven't seen or heard of before. Um, so I would be naturally like attracted and interested to know what happens. But then for Lizard Boy, I think it really comes down to the fact that it, it's great that you're being original, but you just need to kind of like find your market, you know, because the whole, well, first of all, again, it gives me the teenager vibe and we already have a lot of like teenager-ish superhero that's like anxious about themselves or finding um, that they're not accepted anywhere and we do have a lot of those already so it's like if you have a struggle that you need to work towards to or you have a challenge or whatever like you just need to make it a little bit more um, different than the ones that we're already used to so for me it would mm, it wouldn't be like really overpowering the uh the holy musical batman just because that it wasn't um that new and it wasn't that interesting i guess yeah i have to agree i also feel like i might be biased for two reasons first of all we've seen holy musical batman so -hmm. we have the most amount of context for it that we don't have for this musical and also because Personally, I've always really liked Star Kids and their productions, and maybe that also positively biased my Mm -hmm. thoughts in favor of Holly Musical Batman. But I just like the idea of a parody because it does feel like it's new and refreshing. And even within a parody of the genre, another thing that could be considered a parody of the genre is Deadpool to an extent because it's making fun of a lot of superhero tropes and it's very self-aware fourth wall joke stuff like that that all mm-hmm. exist within Holy Musical Batman as well but it's done in a very different way from that and it feels very new and original and I also like the majority of the songs I think in Holy Musical Batman and the spin they have on the characters another thing is I think the fact that it's DC, I particularly only follow Marvel superheroes and not DC. So it also felt refreshing or new to me Mm -hmm. with characters that everybody knows about. So that could have a lot of different contribution that is not something that I got from here. Mm -hmm. But uh, another thing that I think is really, really interesting to note is the person who plays Trevor is actually the creator of the musical. It's Justin Huertas. Wow. Okay. So I'm wondering if the human aspect of it is very much based on how he felt and uh, he injected a lot of himself onto Trevor's character musically um, Mm -hmm. for the personal stuff. And that could be like a whole big metaphor that actually is very relevant to him. I don't want to read into it. Obviously, he's a real person. I don't want to like uh, think about it too much in case it's wrong. I'd be really 
interested to see like an interview, for example, where he talks about the creative process for coming up with a story, specifically with Trevor's point of view, considering he's playing him and how he relates to him and why he wrote it in a particular way or not. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything like that. Like, I guess I didn't really look into it. Neither did I, yes. But it's just, you know, like sometimes when you have to do this extra work to maybe try and understand a little bit more and maybe you're gonna like it a little bit more it's just yeah it tells you something like (laughs) yeah but it can be worth it it can be worth it I think it's worth it could be worth it and I think the person is honestly like pretty ingenious of coming up with all this stuff so we're definitely being a little bit um like I guess critical but it's just honestly how I feel it could be worth it because I've done a lot of extra work for ride a cyclone I know I keep mentioning it again but I just think it's, you really like it eh? I, I did enjoy it like quite a bit more than I expected to to be honest and mm. I've done a, a good amount of extra work for it before the episode and I think that definitely contributed to me thinking more deeply about the potential of the story and what could happen what could it mean what they're going through stuff like that so if you have the time and you have the willingness for example if the story is horrible outright I would never put the extra work Mm -hmm. but if there is something that I'm really desperate or really willing to learn more about it it could be really worth it Mm -hmm. did it ever happen to you when you had to put like extra work and it paid off or didn't pay off I can't think of any example right at the moment but I think, I think it did. I just can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes it, it works out. Yeah. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes I just stress myself out by doing it. Okay, so I think with that, we're finally done talking about the musical itself. Should right. we move into our famous segment? Yes. I like how you say famous segment when literally it's just me and you enjoying this portion. It is not specific to this musical. Oh, okay. Good. Because I couldn't find anything. Imagine the character quiz and there's only the three of them that we can choose from. That is true. That's a great point. And I would like to say I could find a lot of different quizzes, but I decided that because it's only three characters, it would be less interesting. And therefore, mm-hmm. we're doing a different <laughs> Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So for today's quiz portion, we're doing which young musical character are you? And this is from Theater Nerds. Whoops. That is the two two episodes ago. Two episodes ago? <laughs> yeah. I literally click on what you sent me. I know, I know, I know. I sent oh. you the wrong one. I sent you the wrong one. The okay, okay, okay. On me, not on you. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do that again. All right. <laughs> so for today's quiz portion, we're doing which mutant from X-Men are you from BuzzFeed? Okay, so question number one. What's your favorite <laughs> film genre? Sci-fi, action, horror, comedy, rom-com, fantasy, crime, drama? Um, Drama. Hmm. I don't watch that much. I thought you liked rom-com. I do like rom-com, but I don't watch that many films oh. anymore. The all the recent ones that I've watched are pretty much exclusively super. But I think overall, probably rom-com, I guess, unless okay. it's something that's recent. Where are all the good rom-coms nowadays, you know? What's your that's greatest true. fear? Spiders, snakes, heights, flying, needles, failure, crowds, rejection. I want to say that I'm actually a little bit scared of heights, but then nothing comes close when it comes to the fear of rejection. So that's the one I'm going with. I think I'm going to go with failure. 
What could you not live without? TV, my phone, social media, internet, music, cake, alcohol, cars. What the fuck? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's Um, interesting. Music? I think I'll go with internet. Okay. Imagine how useless your phone would be if it didn't have access to the internet. I mean, it's not useless because you'll have the ability to talk to people, but you can do FaceTime. You don't even need like a phone plan. Choose one word to describe yourself. Funny, brave, creative, honest, flexible, reliable, social, ambitious. You know what? I like the fact that it's not asking like, what would your friends describe you as? Yeah. It might be coming. It might be coming. I have no idea, but that is getting points for me. Um, I am going to say reliable. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with ambitious. Okay. Pick a TV show you would want to star in. Game of Thrones. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. Did you watch, what is it called? House of Dragon? <laughs> no. Have you? No. No, I didn't Apparently even finish. very bloody. I didn't even finish Game of Thrones, the TV oh, show. Oh, so, good for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Lucifer, Stranger Things, we'll know that. Riverdale, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Friends, Jane the Virgin, House of Cards. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Stranger Things. You might what? die. Usually they kill the new character. Oh, it's you want to star in. Oh, that's true. But like, imagine, do you, did you see how popular Eddie's oh, that's actor true. became? Like super duper popular. And even um, Christie's mm-hmm. actress, she gained a whole new popularity and she had barely any screen time. Oh, that's true. What is your favorite color? Red, blue, yellow, pink, black, white, teal, I cyan. already know what you are going to pick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with white. Blue. Where would you like to live? Paris, London, LA, New York, Rome, Tokyo, Berlin, South Africa. Are you serious? Um, Berlin. New York. You're not factoring in the like language barrier? No, I'm not. Okay. okay. Based on like the city vibe. Ah, uh, that, that makes sense. Pick your favorite drink. Gin and tonic, cider, coffee, tea, margarita, wine, soda, juice. Tea? Coffee. Who'd you get? <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, this is the only person I know. So yay for me. So it says, uh, like Wolverine, you may have a bit of temper, but your heart is good. That's short and sweet. I love it. How about you? I got Jean Grey. Okay. Like Jean, you are smart and use your mind to get through life's challenges. There's a fierceness inside of you that people don't often see because you're scared of its intensity. Do you know who she is? Ooh, no. She is the Phoenix. Okay. Are you happy with that? Um, I think she's very boring. Oh. My favorite... <laughs> Within the X-Men was usually Rogue based on a 90s cartoon or Storm. Jean Grey and Cyclops were the most boring within the cartoon. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she's not bad, you know. She's still like, usually if there is an X-Men movie, it revolves around her arc a lot of the time. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess that's it for the character quiz. Should we go into our final rankings? All right. Drum roll, please. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give it four of 10. Uh, which one? Four. Mm-hmm. Four of 10. It's trying to think. Um, I don't know. Murdered children. Or I guess they're not children <laughs> anymore. <but laughs> they could be. 
The you don't know how hero. early she started. You don't That's know how true. early she started. Maybe you'll have those like classic middle school girls with like the long like hair that are horror settings, and she's coming after everybody oh. with like a knife or whatever powers oh that she God. has. <laughs> Stop. I'm gonna give it six out of ten ukuleles. Okay. Nice. All right. So I think with that, we are done with talking about lizard boy for today if you want to discuss anything related to lizard boy with us anything that we covered in the past or you want to give us any recommendations for things to cover in the future you're welcome to do all of that and more through our social media um you can find us at podway podcast on instagram twitter and reddit if you're not a social media person don't worry neither are we you can reach out to us at podwaypodcast at gmail.com and if you have it in your big ginormous heart to leave us a rating or review on spotify or wherever it is you're listening to us through it will be really really helpful because it will help other people find us through the algorithms and grow the community so thank you all so much for listening and bye bye